Hey everyone, welcome to Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. Today, we're having a little bit of a chatty episode. We're going to talk about the next season, talk about the last year, and uh, yeah, do some reflection. And uh, we're really excited for 2023. So, Jen, do you want to give a little bit of a Rhythms of Grace update? Oh my goodness, guys. We are done. Wow. We finished it. <laughs> um, yeah, Ainsley and I have been working on this since April of 2022. So we have basically all the episodes recorded with everyone. Um, the booklet, which you, Ainsley, have put so much time and effort into. It's true. Is currently, as we are recording this, at the... Uh, printing company so yeah it's very very exciting and Mm -hmm. we are thrilled to get this into your hands so it is january 2nd when this is being released and the next few weeks as we kind of get started into rhythms of grace we're gonna have a few episodes about um just talking to a few different guests of different life stages about how we kind of start thinking about quiet time, cultivating quiet time. We're going to talk about sacred pathways, Mm -hmm. um, all to kind of set us up to the eight rhythms that we're going to be talking about. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm really excited for these intro, I mean, for all the, all the episodes, but these intro episodes, I don't know about you, but it was so cool being able to, uh, the first episode or intro episode will be with Betty. Um, Betty is a few decades older than us, (laughs) (laughs) um, several decades older than us. I, I don't know. It was just so cool to listen to her talk about how she has like cultivated her quiet time with God, like an opportunity that, I don't know, I haven't really talked to a lot of people who are See, who are retired, who, um, yeah, how they've all done that. So yeah, don't skip out on the intro uh, episodes because they're technically not in the booklet. It, yeah, they're so good. Mm-hmm. And just one more side note before we move on to our year in reflection is that uh, we do have booklets available to order still. So mm-hmm. uh, you won't need them over the next couple of weeks. So if you want one, they're $15. The link will be in the show's notes. It's on our website, um, in our Instagram bio, those kind of things. So if you need, um, if you want to get one, it's not too late. Just let us know and we'll make sure you get one. So mm. yeah. And I just want to say too, Ainsley and I have put this together, but we by no means are have perfected any of this Mm -hmm. um I think we really just want this to be an invitation for us to like collectively as a group um come together and learn about these things yeah and by the end of the time that we by the end of the eight weeks or whatever like for this to be a springboard that just invites you deeper into yeah learning and growing and Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm pumped yeah yeah exactly I think that it's no surprise to me that if you look at like what type of content is being um, put out there by all kinds of authors, there's so, so, so much about different spiritual rhythms, whether that's like slowing down and Sabbath, mm-hmm. other like um, just rhythms and, and, and ways for us to connect with God. And I think that's really cool. And yeah, we are learning the importance of this and we just, we want to talk about it with good people who know lots about it. And yeah, like Jen said, just invite you to experience it. So hopefully this can be a great way to start off your year, um, practicing together in community. Love. Yeah. So we want to talk 2023. It's been a year and it's been a while. We haven't done very many episodes in the fall. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of been a while since we've sat down with 
um, our listeners. Anyway, so uh, I have some questions to go through to reflect through this year. And the first is just like, what is a highlight and a low light of this year? That's a loaded question. Oh but my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need to go through my camera roll to like actually remember what happened this year. Cause like January, 2022, we were in lockdown, mm-hmm. um, which is a little, a little crazy to think about. I don't know. There's some really good moments. Like we were able to go out West um, with our friends, Natalie and David, and then had our YFC national ministry conference. Mm-hmm. That was just like super rich, really fun. Um, yeah. Cool to see different parts of the country, but then also to, to connect with other people from YFC, which was a gift. Yeah. Um, what else? I went camping quite a bit over the summer, which I always love, like get out into the bush. Oh my gosh. We saw a freaking moose and her calf and a bear and her two cubs. Yeah. That was a highlight also. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think this year was really good for, not really, yeah. Like it was just really rich in um, community for me in different ways than I've experienced before where before it was probably like in larger groups, but this year, I mean, COVID played a part into that too. But um, yeah, I'm just like really thankful for like the, yeah, for like a smaller close group of friends that Mm -hmm. I feel like this year was a real, yeah, I just learned a lot about vulnerability and how that really is the beginning place of transformation Yeah, and doing that in community is freaking hard and scary, but Mm. good. So that was also kind of a highlight, but hard. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where the challenge was. Growth moments, arrow, <laughs> arrow leadership um, has been really r- incredible learning and growing. But when we were there at our intensive ones, there was a few things that I really felt God wanting, prompting me to deal with. And so it was freaking hard. But again, um, vulnerability uh, in community. And uh, yeah, I think I learned God's compassion in a different mm-hmm. way. So super painful facing those things, but also immense healing too. Mm. I know I'm being vague, but I'm being vague on purpose. So <laughs> this just is what it is. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I get, I feel like we've talked already a lot about like our travels at West and stuff, but that was definitely great. And so she just experienced um, like traveling again and seeing lots of our friends. Um, this fall was really good. Mm, I feel like mm-hmm. this has been like a great fall. The weather has been great. Like there's just been like, we've had so much time to do a lot of things, which has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to New Brunswick to visit my brother oh, and yeah. sister-in-law for Thanksgiving, which was cool. Like that was a good highlight of this fall. Um, that was my first time staying in a hotel room on my own and also my first time on a plane on my own. I've never done that. Mm, I've always mm-hmm. been with friends or family. So that was, that was a good step for me because I don't like to do things by myself. So mm. uh, that was kind of fun. And, uh, yeah, I feel like there's been lots of good, like, moments of experiencing God's nature this year and God's mm-hmm. community that he's given me this year. Um, but, yeah, those are a couple couple highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, low light. Hmm. A low light of the year. Wow. I put that in and I didn't really think about the uh, consequences <laughs> of that question. Um I think that this has been a year where I have been like more restless than I've been in a while Um, in a lot of different ways. And I'm not going to get into reflecting on all the podcasts, but I think just like figuring out like the tension between like, wow, God, like you've given me these amazing things and still like also wrestling with um, learning how to be content and um, let go of that restlessness to God. Mm. Um, 
restlessness and wrestling. That could be a book. That could be the Sitting book of my life. Sitting in the tension. As you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I felt that. Yeah. Sitting in the tension of things without feeling the need to like fix it mm-hmm. or anything, like being in it. Ugh, hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to get into some Q&A that were from some people from our Instagram. Uh, but first, I want to talk about some faves for this year. We love mm. resources on the podcast and talking about fun things. So, um, yeah, I just want to know a few of your favorites. So what's been your favorite music this year? Hmm. I feel like I... Uh, okay, no, I'm not even going to explain. Okay, Chris Renzma, a fave. Um, Noah Kahan, fave. Kahan? I think it's Kahn, but I don't know. Kahn, okay. It's good. The stick season guy. (laughs) People will know. Um, Also, Vance Joy has been great. Was he your top artist? No, he, uh, oh yeah, no, he was, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, I think those were, I, yeah, I think those were my go-to jams but I've really been enjoying like I have a a playlist on Spotify called keep it classy and it's like my (laughs) classical music that I just like listen to in the morning and it's so Mm. calming or driving to work or driving home from work just so I enjoy that too nice yeah what about you Mm. Um, my top artist of the year was Taylor Swift. That's no Shocker. surprise. It's actually okay. It's funny. Like, um, my top two albums both were released in like the end of October. So that I've listened to them a lot. So that was Taylor Swift's Midnight's and then um, Stick Season by Noah Kahn, which is funny because Noah Kahn was someone that I, I discovered like earlier this year. Mm. And I feel like there's a few times where I told you about him over the year and I never really heard of him before this year. Um, but I really enjoyed his music and then I liked Stick Season even more than anything else mm. he's done. But now he's like uber popular, which is like exciting for him, sad for me, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, but um, the good news about that is that now people will go to a concert to see him with me before people didn't really care about him. So now, cheers. Now I have people to go with, so it'll be good. Um, so yeah, I like them. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I tend to listen to a quite a variety of music. I listen to a lot of lo-fi this year. That's like my studying jam all the time. Keep mm. that on the background. And I also, I really love Upper Room. I don't know if you ever listened yeah. to them. They're like my favorite worship mm sort of music so yeah. I'll listen to there's one album Love Note that's probably like the one that I replay all the time um so yeah that's my been a good synopsis my Spotify uh what is it the like category that you're like oh your, your genre or whatever Mine personality was the adventurer Ooh. Yeah. yeah I feel like that could be me too except for I don't use I Spotify so. I use Apple Music so <laughs> didn't Apple Music do something like it has like last year it had like a bootleg one that was like not very good at all but it did tell you and then this year they had one that was better but I still felt outed because there was <laughs> like Camila Cabello ended up in my top 10 artists and I was like I like her but not this much like I didn't realize that I listened to it that much so I felt yeah, I mm. did you feel fine. misunderstood? Um, mildly. <laughs> it gives you some perspective when you see how many times you've listened to certain albums, mm, but mm-hmm. it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, podcast. We love podcasts. Uh, what have you been listening to this year? I know that you have this fall been listening to more music than podcasts, but yes. yeah, I lately I have been listening to Kingdom Roots with Scott McKnight. Oh yeah, and it's been it's been good. I've been enjoying it. Uh, what else have we listened to? I've listened to Counselor Find, uh, which is the 
Conestoga Bible Camp, a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've listened to Rule of Life by Practicing the Way. Oh, nice. Uh, which, which fits really, really well with what we are um, yeah, about to go into. And Theology in the Raw. Yeah. Yeah, I think those would be the top mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Theology in the Raw for sure. I would say that's like probably my favorite podcast, like kind of overarching. Um, some new ones that I've been listening to. This year I, I really got into Ask NT Write Anything. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. love it short episode so it's really nice and they talk about great issues I love NT Wright um I haven't listened to all of them and it only started this fall but AJ Swoboda who spoke at our conference he has one called Slow Theology yeah um and that one's been really good um to listen to I listen to that occasionally um another new one that I got into this year is 30 Minutes with the Perrys which is with um Jackie and Preston Perry which Mm -hmm. uh is is really good and then um, yeah, I do also love the Bible Project podcast. I listen to that a lot, especially in the spring. Um, yeah, there's lots, but those would be safe. I say those are my, those are my top faves. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about your favorite TV and movies for this year? Favorite TV movies? Um, I recently watched Where the Crawdads Sing, which mm. I, um, really loved, loved, loved the book loved the movie I'm sure that there's like critiques against them but maybe I'm not very critical I just loved it and Taylor Swift did music for it so I was like yeah great um that was a really good movie um we watched Top Gun that's the only movie I've seen in the theaters I think uh Mm -hmm. that was good and TV I oh one I haven't finished it but one that I started watching this fall with my roommate was um The Man in the High Castle and it is like basically a fiction about like what it would look like if we had lost World War Two, and mm. what it would look like if like the Nazi regime had actually and Japan had like taken over North America and the Western area of the world. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's been like a good TV show. I mean, I've watched other TV shows, but that's probably the one that like sticks out as like actually like the most interesting stranger things had a new season finally Mm -hmm. after covid and all these years Mm -hmm. um yeah i've definitely watched more tv than movies but i don't know if i can think of anything more that was like significant those are my faves yep you um yeah top gun i went to see it twice in the theater (laughs) Um, (laughs) i think though i was just so blown away by like this sounds i don't know whatever I'm going to say it. I like actually found myself like worshiping God as I watched it. Cause I'm like, this is insane. People's ability to actually, it's a movie. I get that. (laughs) But like the cinematic quality of it, all of the training, even just people's ability that they have to do these things. Like people do this in real life. I just kind of like really blown away by it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a good story. So um, enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, TV shows. <laughs> Lately, <laughs> I've been watching Room to Improve. Basically, it's this Irish architect who, like, does home reno stuff in Ireland. But, like, architecturally. Classic. It's, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's just been, like, calming. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. yeah. No, I, don't, I would not know if that would be like my favorite, but that's what I've been watching lately. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It it goes with your brand. <laughs> you need like a TV wrapped to like give you like <laughs> all <laughs> real estate or home <laughs> reno, especially if it's like European. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite books. 
Oh my goodness. I don't even know what all books I read. I really enjoyed Jesus Centered by Steve Brown. Yeah, that's good. Um, we read that for Arrow, and Steve Brown is the president of Arrow, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yeah, what else? I don't even remember right now. <laughs> I think I read a, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. Select you a 365 guy. Oh, Pete Gregg or? Pete Gregg. I think I read um, one of his. I've read a couple of his book, actually. Mm-hmm. I think earlier this year, I think, or like earlier in 2022, or I read them at least, whatever. Um, he wrote How to Pray and How to Hear God's Voice, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed those. I just really appreciate his writing, that it's like simple but really deep. Mm. Um, so that was really, really good. Um, yeah. I can't remember right now. I know. It's crazy to think of a whole year. <laughs> I, I, you, I keep track. Do you use Goodreads? No. Yeah, I use Goodreads. So it helps me keep track of what mm. I um, have been reading and sometimes when I've been reading things for longer than I should have been. Um, yeah. For me, I think one of my favorite books this year was called Heaven is Place on Earth, Why Everything You Do Matters to God, um, which was, yeah, it's, it's just a really good way of understanding, like, I don't know, I guess conflicting slash wrong messages about heaven and who we were created to be and Mm -hmm. why we were created Mm -hmm. and how like God is restoring us and how we can live that out now. Really, really enjoyed that book. Um, I read at the very beginning and I read that one for school, but I ended up reading the whole thing before I needed to because it was really good. And I go back to it a lot for a lot of my projects and stuff. So that one was really good. Mm. Um, I'm not actually finished yet, but I'm reading The Return of the Prodigal by Henry Nowen and Mm. I'm really enjoying it, kind of going through. There's a couple books that are more of that like spirituality um, that I... I have been kind of going through a little bit slowly as I just like allow myself time to reflect on it. And another one is um, If You Will Ask by Oswald Chambers. Mm -hmm. And I've I've gone through like most of it and then gone back and like read through some other ones because each chapter is pretty short and it will have prayers at the end. So Mm. um, I really enjoyed those books. And I guess like one fun book that I liked um, that I've actually haven't quite finished it. I'm kind of like at the very end of it. Um, that I've been reading kind of really slowly over like the last few months before bed occasionally is it's called Hidden Valley Road and it's a true story about a family who had like they had like 10 kids and seven of them had schizophrenia or something like that like almost all of their boys had schizophrenia and it's cool because it's like talks about their story and perspectives of like the parents and the daughters Um, Because they just have two daughters that are, like, the very youngest, and they didn't have it. And then, like, also coinciding with, like, research on schizophrenia go through. So that's, Mm. like, an interesting read that isn't necessarily, Mm. like, I mean, I'm learning things, but it's not really, like, you know, anything that's of, like, huge relevance or importance. But, yeah, that's been, like, my fun read Mm -hmm. this fall. I remember some other books. I read a lot. I think my goal was to read a book a month. Oh, Um, yeah. I read Bonhoeffer. Wow. That was this that was like last year, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm like, well, that seems like a long time ago. But I also read um The Hiding Place by Corey Tembu. Oh, yeah. Which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And like a short read, a good read. But um it was really interesting reading a couple of books. I also read um shoot, what's it called? Another book about uh Louis Zamperini. Mm-hmm. Was that this year? Yeah, I think it was. I think so. Um but all three of them were about, like, took place during World War II, and it was mm-hmm. super interesting, yeah, reading about 
their experiences and how God met them. Um, yeah, in horrible, horrible circumstances. Yeah. But yeah, I would say those three were would be also up there on my favorite books. Yeah, fun. It's been a good year of books. It has been. I yeah. find like the idea of reading books is sometimes like amazing because there's so many I want to read and it can be a little overwhelming. But it's kind of fun to look back and think about all the fun reads and mm-hmm. good reads that we had. So um, these are questions from uh, some of our followers on Instagram that were sent in. So uh, the first one, it's a bit of an oof one, but uh, what has been the biggest opportunity for growth moment this week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That makes us, does that make us sound official? Our listeners sent us these questions in. I don't know, but <laughs> they were um, from Instagram. Cool. That's a hard question. Uh, hmm. For me, this week anyways, my headaches and migraines have not been... Actually, they've been doing really well this week, mm-hmm. as in having a lot of them. So I think it's been a good opportunity again to like reassess what my yeses and nos are Mm -hmm. uh and knowing when to like put my head down and do things and when to yeah actually pull back and rest so that's been a an opportunity for growth Mm because I I I hate it I hate making those decisions um but I know that it's also it's also good for me so yeah that's me what about you yeah I think like perseverance has been something for me um and like Again, I feel like this fall, it's been hard to prioritize because sometimes I'm just like, I just don't feel like I have the energy to do these things. Um, And then just having to be like, you know what, we're going to push through and do that. Like particularly, um, I feel like I've done more of a desk job this fall than a person job. Like I've definitely had lots of time with people and students, but yeah, I've done a lot of sitting at my computer this fall, whether that's for school or work. Um, So that's like an opportunity for growth for me to be like, it's okay to sort of like, do this and stay focused even when you don't feel like it that might sound like really silly but it's kind of been for me like you just need to do this sometimes you just got to get it over with um especially when it's kind of coming up to Christmas season where you know you're going to get a chance to rest but you're not there yet and you're like we just got to do what we got to do but again the balance you and I are similar that way of like finding the balance between like grace for ourselves and also pushing through can sometimes be a hard Mm -hmm. um place to find but yeah I mean those are that's what comes to mind there's so many opportunity for growth moments that come into my life like every single day so (laughs) yeah um (laughs) what is your favorite thing a kid has said at work I don't know if I could answer this ever but this week like a couple days ago um I coach volleyball at our local high school and one of my students told me that I'm, I'm not old. (laughs) 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 So I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And I know like, yeah, the grand scheme of thing, we're not that Mm. old, but when you work with high school students, I feel like this year was the biggest year where I felt that age gap of like, huh, I am out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of live in a weird mix of that. It's like I, if there's people who are a few years older than me, they're always like, Amy, you're such a, you're such a Gen yes. Z. And yeah. then when I talk to teenagers, I'm like, nah, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have to think about that like a little mm-hmm. bit harder. Like there's one moment a student came to drop in who we hadn't seen in a little bit. And she just like sat on the counter. We were chatting and she's like, Jen, I love you guys. Like, this place has meant so much to me. And I'm paraphrasing here, but that, like, she's like, this meant so much to me. And mm-hmm. I just, I love you guys and I love this place. And I'm like, oh my goodness, those moments uh, don't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
yeah, also rare moments where you get those opportunities with students um, who are either in grade 12 or have graduated and they come back and you're able to connect with them. But yeah, it was a really, it was kind of like a sacred moment. It's like, this is why I do what mm. I do. Not for the like verbal affirmation or anything like that, but it's like, yep, this is, this is why I do what I do. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Yeah. A funny one, uh, was a, a few weeks ago and I was like, <laughs> the gist of it was there was a kid that needed to go home and I was like telling them they needed to leave after drop it was done and they were being a little bit defiant with me um <laughs> actually they were being defiant with you and I came yeah. in and I was like buddy and I pulled out my phone and I was like I can call your dad if you want and <laughs> <laughs> they're being a butt and I was like I pulled up my phone to be like I'm gonna call someone to come get you if you don't stop this and their response was Ainsley you don't have a case on your phone <laughs> I was like what and they were like Ainsley what happened to your purple phone case and this is a, a 13 year old boy and he was <laughs> like where's your purple phone case and I was like you have no idea how weird like not weird but just like you pretend you're too cool, but you know me enough to know that I have a purple phone case. And he was really worried about my phone cracking. So mm -hmm. um, that was just a funny little thing that made me giggle when preteen boys pretend that they're too cool. But then they actually have these little moments. So you realize that they pay attention. It's kind of funny. Um, and then, yeah, um, like as far as like a heartwarming thing, I feel like there's lots of little things and moments of that this year. One um, that was kind of fun. We do archery occasionally at drop-in and a student, she was like really nervous when she came in. I was like having people sign up when they came in the door and she was not really sure if she wanted to do archery, but then I was like, well, you can just go watch and then you can decide to actually do it or not. And afterwards she like came out, I was kind of doing different things throughout the night. And then she came to me the night and she was like, Ainsley, like I did it. And I had so much fun and I was so scared to do it, but I did it. And like, we've had moments like that, particularly with that kind of thing where, um, yeah, they're just, they like realize that they can do hard things. And I just mm. think that that's a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. um, pretty, pretty fun to watch them do that. Um, Usually I find students' smiles are actually more heartwarming than their words, too. I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say, like, some of those nonverbal things are, yeah, even to, like, we're talking about dropping right now, but um, watching students, like, I even think, like, over the span of this year, a lot of them have really, like, come out of their shell mm -hmm. or, like, they feel safe here. Yeah. And that's been really cool to, to see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, this question I feel like could be a whole episode, but we'll just answer it as brief as we can. And that was how do you discern how do you discern where God wants you to go if you have too many options to pick from? <laughs> woof. Yeah, woof is right. <laughs> That's Jen and I saying right now. Woof. Yeah, it's like oof, but like whoa. <laughs> woof. <laughs> um what would I say? Gosh, I've been there. And I think people said this to me. I would say just pick something. I think the I if I could talk to 17-year-old Jen, I would just tell her like it's okay to make a decision and then change your mind. Yeah. Like at that point I was going to go to nursing school and I thought that I was locked in to do that for the rest of my life. Like I had to make the choice then of what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah for the next however many decades. And that's still, like, it's not true. Like, mm -hmm. it's actually okay to 
step into something that you enjoy. Like I think God actually sometimes, I think God directs us into specific directions um, and to do specific things. But I also think a lot of the time he gives us good options and he's uh, like pick, um, like what do you enjoy to do? Do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that you're locked in. So I would, yeah, pray about it, but you're not locked in for the rest of your life. And I would yeah. also say like invite people into it. Like if invite mm-hmm. people who know you well and care and love about and care for you and love you and invite them into the decision making process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I think we often put too much pressure on ourselves that if we make the quote unquote wrong decision, then like it's an, yeah, it's unredeemable. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just not true. Yeah, totally. Hmm. I think that I, I affirm everything that you're saying, <laughs> but I think on the tension of that too, of knowing where God wants us to go requires us to surrender to his will Mm. um as well as like you know like you think of like either um you know uh in all your ways acknowledge him he'll make your path straight that's been a huge one for me of being like god like i will follow if you lead me Mm -hmm. um and and sometimes that doesn't mean he's gonna make something super 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 obvious but he Mm -hmm. might and like genuinely asking that like i think not just like i prayed about it but like actually asking God Mm -hmm. to to make it clear but like in that like act of like surrender and obedience I think can be really helpful um you know when you think of that like um delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart and like as you delight in him you'll delight in his desires for you I think that that kind of way of seeking God in things but knowing that again like you said it's not necessarily going to be a step-by-step plan Mm -hmm. um and being okay with that and the other one I would say is that this isn't the most comforting advice in certain times when especially when you feel like the tension of like I I think again like in grade 12 when everyone's asking what you do I've talked about this on the podcast I used to lie to people and tell them random things all the time Mm. um and so it's not always the most comforting thing but I think it's true and it can be freeing is that I think that God cares more about who you are becoming Mm -hmm. you know like we can reflect the image of God and fulfill his mission of restoring the world regardless of where you go to school, regardless of what job you have, how many hours you work, how much money you make, Mm -hmm. people's opinions, like all of those things that factor into it. Not that we shouldn't factor those things into our decision-making and all those things, but like God is forming you and who are you becoming? And I think that as we learn to um, know ourselves better, and what we love and what we're good at and what we're passionate about as well as like being, um, yeah, formed more into his image and reflecting that well, that who we are also can help direct where we're going. Mm-hmm. I'd affirm that too. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, and then someone asked us to reflect on our words for this year. Woof. <laughs> there normally, it is. Normally I'm pretty reflective uh, around anniversaries of things or birthdays or the end of the year New year type thing yeah yeah. um I haven't really but I do see God leading and pushing me in a direction that is similar to yours the last this uh 2022's word was hidden I really see how that has um played out and again not hiding as in like running away from something but more so running into God's presence and being with him 
um, being hidden in his presence or yeah, in him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't have a specific word for this coming year, but I think great. Some, <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder Ainsley, but like along the lines of grace, something, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've really been learning that vulnerability is like a huge step in transformation mm-hmm. and that has looked areas of my life over this past year. Um, and it's all God's grace. Mm-hmm. So knowing that he uh, is the leader of my transformation and trusting in that and there's, it's all grace. Mm-hmm. So I don't, along those lines, I don't know how to, well, we'll think about it more, we'll but there. that's kind of the yeah. train of thought. Mm-hmm. What about you? It's not actually <laughs> the new year by the time we're like recording this. Yeah, I I get yeah. Time. Um, yeah, my word for this year was cherish. Mm. Um, wanting to just really love and enjoy the things that are in front of me, which is funny because I didn't think about it actually that much throughout this year. But then when I reflect back, I'm like, wow, I actually did do that. One of the things I wanted to do more of actually was like take more, like record more of the things that I was doing, like take pictures and videos um, so that I could have it to look and like think about doing that every day so that I could like think about the things that I wanted to celebrate and cherish every single day. Um, which I didn't really keep up with that as much as I wanted to just because I forgot for most of the year. But like, I think that I did cherish the things like little things and fun things and, um, yeah, trying to enjoy and delight in lots of the things that God had given me big and small. Um, so I think I did that, um, could have done it better, but I think that it was, yeah, that was a fun thing. I think it was really good. And yeah, my word for next year, I haven't, um, I think, I think mine is going to be grace, but I haven't it may change in that I usually try to come up with something really unique um (laughs) (laughs) but I think this year especially this fall I've just been really reminded grace has been an important word in my life in the past and that was to help me understand more about the character of God and how he sees other people and for me that was me understanding the grace that God extends to people in the sense of like, I was very judgmental and God has softened me a lot and given me a lot of compassion over the last number of years. And so when I think about the word grace, that's where it came from was this position of like learning how to have genuine grace for people and extend that love towards people. Um, But this fall, I think that God has really been impressing on me of like, my grace is for you. Um, And realizing in some painful ways, how I put up a lot of walls between me and God. Like when we went to Arrow, they asked us for a word for kind of that like week or whatever. And mine was like soften. And I was like, I don't really understand this, but I really feel like God is trying to soften my heart to be open towards what he wants. And through that, I think I sort of came like eyes open to um, realizing how much I had been like hiding from him um, in, in that way of like not knowing how to accept love and grace for myself. So I think that this year... Um, I mean, the Rhythms of Grace booklet is exactly that, too, of, like, learning to practice these things with discipline, like, with the the intentionality of it, but, like, also as a way of, like, God's grace is in this. This isn't something that should lead to guilt. This isn't something that should lead to shame. Like, this is a way for us to experience, like, the love of the Father, and it's, like, a gift to Mm -hmm. us. So that's kind of the lines where I'm going. So I don't know exactly, but it'll be around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the picture, the prodigal son, Henry now, and, um, that book, it's Rembrandt as the artist. Um, that's like a big picture for mm. me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. I think it's really <laughs> cool that 
like for both of us, the things that have been really hard but really good this past year, like, yeah, a lot of what comes out in Rhythms of Grace is the learning that God has done in our own life. Yeah. And you'll, I think, I think people will see pieces of that mm-hmm. in there, but yeah, it's all a journey, mm-hmm. ongoing learning. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I, uh, like this wraps up, I think this year in all these questions well too that Jen and I have said to each other over and over of like it (laughs) is okay to not have it all figured out Mm -hmm. and for me that's so hard because I always I I hate the process of things I'm an Enneagram 7 probably has something to do with it Mm -hmm. um the process is not my favorite part of it and so sometimes I like loathe the fact that I'm not at the end yet or I'm not at the end goal or achieving the things that I want but I'm in the process of things Mm -hmm. but learning that like it's okay and as I talk to people who are a few steps ahead of me I can be like okay they're learning too so I can keep learning and again Mm -hmm. as like we look and um to students who are younger than us too about being like there's so much more um and that's an exciting thing so mm-hmm. yeah another year of grace about to happen jen wild mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <sighs> wow it's kind of crazy to think that's a wrap on 2022 jen yeah it hasn't hit me yeah no and uh yeah it'll be almost two and a half years of the podcast so again thanks you thanks you thank you to everybody um, who's listened today, who's been a part of our journey over these last few years. And thank you for your patience um, as we figured some things out this fall. But we have some really good things in store for 2023. Mm-hmm. So we're just excited for where God is leading us in these things. And yeah, we're excited to, to practice Rhythms of Grace together and to have lots and lots more meaningful conversations. Someone else is that it? <laughs> so until next week, as we start our new season... Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what you were doing. It's all good. Bye, everybody. Have a great week.